Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Thursday, January 26th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith. And it's good to see Alex with us, feeling good enough to power through. He's like Patrice Bergeron <laughs> from last week, where he took a puck in the face, not feeling good. But he comes back for the next shift, because that's what he does. And that's what Alex is doing today on this Thursday edition of the Ice Guys show. Alex, how are you feeling? Good. Yeah, thankfully it wasn't a puck to the face. It's, it's been uh, it's been stomach issues. Yeah, this and stuff ain't like that. that. Bad. Just, yeah. It ain't that bad, but it's still 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 no fun. But uh, but yeah, just feeling well enough. And like I said, this is a good card. I'm like I don't didn't want to miss today's show. Like, I don't I don't want to miss any shows ever, but especially today is some good good uh, good plays. And uh, you know, kind of touch on what happened last night. And it's funny, I tweeted it uh, this morning because I didn't even actually like I said I was so sick yesterday I didn't even pay attention to it. What happened with Carolina? I called it. Yeah, I'm glad. I hate that I was right about it, but we talked about the goaltending situation and what happened. Another injury. Uh, so you know, so I wanted to talk about that and, and uh, some of the stuff from last night. But definitely looking forward to, to tonight's game as well. Yeah, no question. Uh, last night was uh, again a shorter card. Uh, Leafs beat the Rangers in overtime. That was a great hockey game, back and forth, very yeah. even. Uh, Edmonton, Columbus. Ah, they, Edmonton does this every now and then. You know, they have a yep. game at home and uh, a clunker. Uh, it kind of felt like they were due for one because they had some extended time off. They're on a win streak. Uh, there was no Evander Kane last night, and uh, you know they fall victim sometimes. The Oilers and they did last night, losing in overtime three two to a Columbus. Carolina gets it done against Dallas. I was happy to see that. Bit of an up and down night uh, on the uh, betting board. The props did well, and our guy in the chat here, Adam, is certainly uh, pointing that out. That uh, you're right uh, off the top of my head, Adam. And you know what the funny thing is? And you mentioned all these player props that won last night. Like I think I bet two of them. Honestly, that's it. I like I just forgot to get them in. Uh, Donato, I did have Donato. Uh, I did have Garland, um, and I did have Yarncroke but I didn't have anybody else there on that list. I was talking Hyman, 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 and I didn't bet Hyman. I didn't bet Marchenko. I didn't bet Johnston even from Dallas, who uh, found the uh, back of the net last night. I had a couple of them, but not all of them. But I know I mentioned all those guys that you uh, put up there. Yeah, Hyman, Nylander, Tolvanen, of course, for Seattle, who has been uh, found new life, obviously, since he's been with the Kraken. So, yeah, if you yeah. heeded my advice on goal score prop yesterday on the show, you did quite yeah. well. That's 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 impressive, honestly. Like yeah. I said, you know, to have that and and you know, plus money. You know, it was the one thing. Okay, bet ten games, but you're laying, you know, dollar fifteen, dollar twenty. But to hit like that and everything, I think what was the, what was the cheapest price there that was listed? Was it plus one sixty? But there's like everything it was, was like probably plus Hyman. Yeah, it was the Hyman bet. Yeah, yeah plus four hundred. So <laughs> yeah, so when you know, the, yeah, that that's a that's a hell of a night if you can hit all of those. So. That's a great. No, it was. That was good. Good to see that. We'll see if we've got some uh, good options in the uh, bargain bin here uh, tonight as well on the uh, slate. So let's get right into it. It's a big card. We got nine games. Uh, Let's get started with uh, probably the game of the night. One of the games of the night for sure. Boston and Tampa Bay. Uh, We've got the Bruins minus 115 slight road favorites. Six the total in this one. You know, this is just a bet for me where it's don't overthink it, don't overcomplicate it. You've got this Boston Bruins team that is just uh, having a historically good season. They haven't shown any let up. They haven't shown any let down, whatever way you want to phrase it. 
uh, even the Montreal game, which I I honestly think was an impressive win, four to two, because they played their like C minus or D plus game. Like if you've been watching the Bruins this year, that was honestly like a, a D plus. If you were a teacher and you were evaluating the quality of that performance, that was D plus from the Bruins the other night uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and they still uh, found a way to win it. So. Uh, very impressive. Now they go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay did bounce back after two straight losses uh, with a win against the Minnesota Wild. We did like Tampa in that game with the Tampa in regulation. I know Alex was on that. I was as well. We also jumped on them live in-game Tuesday night on our BetCast at around plus 160 to plus 170. That's about the range it was when we all decided, eh, down 2-1, we're going to hop on uh, Tampa Bay here. Uh, and we all uh, cashed in with Tampa Bay's comeback uh, against uh Minnesota there on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, and uh, so Tampa Bay looking to follow that up tonight. But at the end of the day, this is a Boston Bruins team that just finds ways to win. That's got uh, scoring from all four lines. It's not all Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak anymore. Uh, they're getting uh, depth contributions. The defense is chipping in from the blue line offensively. Uh, you've got obviously Linus Allmark, who, by the way, I was looking, is up to about minus 175 in terms of uh, winning the Vesna Trophy in the futures market. So talk about the odds on favorite, the heavy favorite here to be the uh, Vesna Trophy winner. It's Linus Allmark. He's oh, actually playing better right now than his counterpart in net, who will be in net tonight, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who I think has been a little shaky, a little bit just not quite Vasilevsky-type performances from him here the last several games so it's just you know don't overthink it don't overcomplicate it you're gonna this is a dirt cheap a price as you're ever gonna see with the boston bruins with the season they've had so uh boston for me minus 115 in this one alex uh bruins and lightning yeah the first thing i did this morning was you know checking the numbers i grabbed boston minus a dollar ten like i said don't overthink it they played the lightning well uh, and, and, you know, the six of Boston, they don't lay too many eggs this year. The way that they've been playing, they, they've been rocking and rolling uh, night in and night out. And that Tampa Bay game, like I said, it was a Vasilevsky performance. That was the reason why I liked them in, in regulation, liked them you know, live. Uh, Vasilevsky stood on his head in that game. If he had a, a mid-range game or, or, or below-average game, you know, uh, Minnesota wins that game probably 5-3. to three. Uh, So, so he, you know, he's, he can steal you a game and, and, and give you those performances, but – you know, you wonder, can he string those together? We have seen him do it before, of course, especially in the postseason, but he has kind of struggled a little bit against Boston uh, recently, and I think this is a Boston team right now, like I said, especially heading toward the break, and we you know, talk about that now with you know, just a handful of games left for teams. Uh, Boston wants to just keep this momentum going as best as they can, so I, I think this is going to be a good spot for them on the road, and I like Boston to win. Definitely in terms of uh, we both like Boston here. As far as the prop market goes in this game, there's actually some good options. Brandon Hagel's got a point in eight of the, at least one point in eight of the last 10 games, and his point props like minus 130, minus 135. Yeah. I think that's an excellent bet. Score a goal, same thing. Uh, worth a look there. Uh, as far as the uh, Bruins, uh, keep your eye on, you know, we know Marshawn Bergeron Pasternak. Goes without saying, those guys are always a threat every single night for the uh, Boston Bruins. But Pavel Zaka, is someone really to keep your eye on right now for uh, Boston. Uh, he, they've got him, you know, he, they've got basically a, a nice little thing going here on what they're deeming the uh, check line, uh, as it's called, Zaka, Krejci, and Pasternak. They've basically been together on that second line uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. And uh, Zaka in particular, you know, after, as you know, he's been a hit or miss offensively. There's been more hits lately, especially when you look at from a points perspective. Pavel Zaka has three goals. And he has six points in the last five games 
for the Boston Bruins. His point prop is a plus price tonight. Pavel Zaka for the uh, Bruins, for a guy that's got six points in the last five games for them uh, entering tonight. So I think that is an absolutely terrific uh, you know, player prop option. If you're is the goals, he might score, but the points is where he's really been cashing in because a lot of his points have been assists. So I think points at around plus 120 to plus 125 with, with uh, Zaka uh, here tonight, just to register one point is definitely something worthy uh, of consideration. And the Bruins have had the better of it against the uh, Lightning. Uh, you know, they've already won uh, two meetings against the Lightning this year back in November. Uh, Boston beat them in Tampa 5-3. to three. And then the very next week, everyone thought, maybe Tampa may be looking to avenge that in Boston the very next week. And Boston beats them in that game as well, 3-1. to one. So, yeah, I know Tampa, you know, certainly – Tampa Bay, you're going to see them focused. This is now a team that has overtaken them as the lead dog in the East. I'm sure the Lightning are going to bring a great effort. But, you know, the Bruins, when you see this team, Tampa Bay, you always know it's also going to get the best out of the Bruins in a spot like this. So it's just it's going to be a great game. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a 38-win team with just a grand total of nine losses all season. They're 38-9 and nine if you, you combine – Regulation, overtime, and shootout losses. They have nine losses on the year. Quick, quickest to 80 points in uh, NHL history. And I think I'm basically 10 or 12 points away from losing, officially losing the uh, that under. So. Yeah. So basically, it's a team that's had a, an insane win percentage uh, this year. You know, 38 wins. You add up the losses. It's a grand total of nine uh, combined losses this season which means and that's why i like that's why I, I have to win or lose i'll live with it if the bruins lose but i have to bet boston at minus 110 to minus 115 when they've got an 80 fucking one win percentage this year 81 percent is their win percentage this year for the boston bruins and they're minus 115 you, those the math is in your favor all right the value is in your favor uh, if you like the uh, Boston Bruins here. So, yeah, Alex and I both like in, uh, Boston here tonight. All right, Detroit and Montreal. We've got Detroit minus 165 uh, road favorites, uh, the total six here uh, in this one. Uh, I, th I I don't like this spot for Montreal, and here's why. You played Toronto, huge game. You know, the, a game that will actually get you fired up and stoked when you play the Leafs, your rival. You want to beat them. Even this young Montreal rebuilding team, you know, in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, you get up for a game like Toronto. They did that, and they beat the Leafs on Saturday night. Then against Boston the other night, you've got a Bruins team that's an original six rival, traditional rival, a lot of history with those two franchises. Even a young, spunky group like Montreal, Alex, they get up for Boston. You play them hard, and they did the other night. We were watching it on the BetCast. Montreal was even leading that game 2-1. to one, uh, at, Or, sorry, one nothing, and then Boston made it 2-1. Montreal tied it. Uh, that was 2-2. Two -two. You know, and I had my miracle lottery, take a shot in the dark, six uh, draw parlay thing going. Uh, and that game got to a 2-2 uh, in the third period. And Boston needed a late Bergeron goal and then an empty net goal to put that game away. So that's two empty the tank, you know, step up efforts from what's still a pretty, you know, weak hockey team. Let's be honest, they are. You know, a team that is, you know, obviously, you know, one of the uh, bottom feeders in the Eastern Conference I don't trust now Montreal to bring it tonight after those two games, Leafs and Bruins back to back. And now you play Detroit. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to stoke this Canadians team the way it did the last two games. And I think it's obviously a situation Detroit might be able to take advantage of here uh, in this game. Uh, it is worth noting. Uh, this has been 
uh, you know, a series where we've seen a lot of the home teams do well, although Montreal did win the last meeting, 3-2 in Detroit uh, back in November. But I would I would consider Detroit in regulation in this game. I'm I'm, I'm looking at it over. I'm, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I'm close. We're just waiting to see who's in goal for the Red Wings. Jake Allen has been confirmed for Montreal, and I honestly don't like you know, backing Montreal with Jake Allen. And he hasn't played in forever. His numbers aren't particularly good uh, either coming into tonight. His, the stretch of play he had before his recent uh, absence from the team was not very good, uh, if you ask me. So, you know, you empty the tank to play the Leafs and the Bruins. That was all-out effort. If you watch those two games, Montreal cared. Montreal was locked in. Montreal was wanting to win those games very much. Uh, and then, of course, you end up uh, falling uh, short while well, you beat Toronto. You fell short against Boston. And now you play Detroit. I think this is where maybe that flat spot happens for the uh, Canadians. And again, keep in mind, this is still a team that's only uh, 20 and 28 uh, on the uh, season. Uh, Detroit does have issues winning on the road. That is a mild concern. But again, Allen and Nett, I don't trust them to be great after all the time off. And again, the numbers dictate as well that he's had a pretty rough season for the uh, Canadians against Montembeau has actually been playing well for Montreal lately. Yeah. So to go to Allen might actually be a downgrade at this point in time. 3.52 goals against 892 save percentage for him. Again, we don't have a goalie confirmed for Detroit. We assume maybe it'll be Huso, but Again, hasn't been confirmed. But either way, I'm looking at Detroit here uh, in regulation tonight against Montreal. Alex, uh, Red Wings, Canadians. According to Daily Faceoff, it is confirmed that it's Huso within the last 20 minutes, but I'm not sure of that. I still want to check Twitter to get an official confirmation. But more than likely, that's what it's leaning toward. And, and if that is the case, I'm going to be on Detroit, too. I'm seeing minus $1.05 to minus $1.10 in regulation. Uh, like I said, this is a half team you just can't back right now. And with Allen, uh, he said kind of being the, the weaker of the two goalies and, and just, just to have just being in, in poor form overall. He said, you know, th this is kind of a, a bit of a letdown spot potentially. I just feel like, well, yeah, this could be a, a good spot here for Detroit and uh, a decent price. So anything in that $1.05, $1.10 range in regulation, I'd pull the trigger on that with Detroit. All right, good stuff indeed. Oh, I mentioned, forgot to mention the Boston game too. Taylor Hall is on the top line tonight with uh, Bergeron yeah. uh, and, um, and, uh, on Marshawn. So keep that in mind. So there's value on Taylor Hall tonight in that uh, Boston and uh, Tampa Bay game uh, as well from a prop standpoint. So yeah, it's a, I think it's a tricky situation here for Montreal after playing, like I said, the Leafs and the Bruins back to back, two teams that again, get you revved up to play well. Uh, and uh, we talked about all the all, Montreal had all kinds of uh, off uh, defensive uh, issues coming out of the uh, break. They've kind of rectified, and I say kind of because they've been a little bit, you know, one game better defensively the next game not that's kind of what we've seen from them but uh, that Detroit team total someone mentioning that in the chat I don't hate that bet at all uh, honestly uh, Detroit over three and a half here uh, with their team total in this game but uh, yeah I think this is definitely going to be a, a tricky spot here for the uh, Canadians tonight next up on the uh, slate we've got as we continue along Pittsburgh Washington uh, the old traditional rivalry here with these two teams you know Crosby and Ovechkin you know that always gets hyped up uh, Capitals minus 130, home favorites, six and a half the total. The difference is Pittsburgh and Washington, five, ten years ago, they were elites. They were, you know, two of the absolute best teams in the NHL. This year they're mediocre and they're fighting for their playoff lives. You know, that's where they're both at right now, uh, the Penguins and the Capitals. So it's lost a little bit of its luster. Uh, don't get me wrong. But I think when you look at this matchup here, still, you know, when you've got Crosby on the one side, Ovechkin on the other, forever rivals. They broke into the league at the same time. You know, they've always been battling in the playoffs multiple years. It's still something that you're excited to watch. 
you know, as a hockey fan. Uh, if you look at Washington here, Alex, uh, it's just no, no consistency whatsoever from this yeah. team. In fact, just four and six in their last 10 games, they've dropped back-to-back games against Vegas and Colorado. Vegas game they played without uh, Alex Ovechkin. They, he came back against Colorado uh, in the last game, but they ended up falling short there against the red-hot uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, in that game. A lot of injury concerns on both sides. John Carlson's back on IR. Nick Dowd still on IR for Washington. And now Tom Wilson, you know, who has just been back for a handful of games, is a game-time decision tonight with a lower body injury. He's been back for eight games. He suffered that against Colorado the other night, uh, and he left the game in the second period with that lower body injury uh, on Tuesday in Tuesday night's game in Denver. Uh, we'll see if he suits up. Hasn't really found his offensive footing since being back, just two goals and one assist for Wilson in the eight games since he's been back. So we'll see if he's able to play here in this one. Washington obviously looking to bounce back strong. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, you know, you look at this team uh, off that crazy game against the Florida Panthers that we were uh, watching Tuesday night on the BetCast. That was just insanity. Uh, back and forth uh, in force defense really both ways, Penguins and Panthers. And Pittsburgh ends up getting uh, the game-winning goal in overtime courtesy of Chris Letang. And what a night it was. Uh, for uh, Chris Letang. Think about everything he's been through as well, you know, in recent uh, weeks, you know, the passing of his dad, having his team, you know, basically rally around him and help him through that tough time. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, the first thing I thought of too, when Chris Letang and the team around him was you, Alex, because obviously you had a father that you've lost recently and it's, it's, ne- it's not easy. It's very difficult. And to have the teammates rally around you like that, go to Montreal and be there for Chris Letang. That's just that tells you all you need to know about how they they are as a group. You know, tight. Yeah. They are unified, and I think that was absolutely outstanding to see the way they responded. And speaking of responding, Chris Letang responded uh, obviously on a Tuesday night with uh, two goals, two assists, and that was his first game back. You know, with the uh, Penguins as well. Uh, so just what a remarkable, magical return to the ice for Latang in that victory against Florida the other night, uh, taking on the Panthers. So, you know, I could, in this kind of game, you've got two teams that are just, it's, it's hard to pin both of them down right now. They are up one day down the next, but it's one of those, if Washington's the dog, I like Washington, but Pittsburgh's the dog here. I lean Pittsburgh a little bit at, at plus plus one ten in this game. I kind of think we'll see goals tonight. I mean, the total here is, uh, six uh, and a half uh, pretty much uh, across the board here. And I think you might see uh, this game get up and over the total. It's had a history of doing so uh, between these two teams head to head. The overs cashed in four of the last five meetings. Pittsburgh, you know, uh, their offense is, I think, capable now with what we're seeing. DeSmith has been, you know, inconsistent. He's going to be the goalie again tonight as Tristan Jari remains out. And Darcy Kemper will get the uh, start as well for the uh, Capitals here in this game. So it'll be a DeSmith-Kemper matchup. But uh, the over is interesting to me. And from a side perspective, uh, the only thing that I'm concerned about Pittsburgh is the moment I bet them to lose. That's kind of been the way it's been lately for me with back in the Penguins. But I would still prefer the plus number with Pittsburgh than laying it with well, – I can't lay it with Washington, with who's out, with the struggles – uh, right now with this team, uh, it would be a lean to Pittsburgh. Probably will pull the trigger on the over here in this one. Alex, Penguins, and Capitals. Yeah, this could be a close game. I had to saw Terry in the chat mention uh, about the draw. This isn't the one of the draws that I did play, but I, I, I would lean toward that. The thing I played here is the first period over. Uh, one and a half lane, forty. We've seen this cash in eight of the last 13 meetings. Like you said, it has been goal scored uh, between these two teams. And obviously, we look at the offensive firepower 
in history of these two teams and, and you know bitter rivals and of course everybody always hypes up Crosby versus Ovechkin but you think about Malkin and and uh you know think about Backstrom think about Wilson think about all the other you know key components over the years and, and the playoff series that these two teams have had and different things so uh it's, it's always a a rivalry that really and they they get up for one another no matter where they are in the standings no matter what time of year it is and uh, like I said, you know, with having some of these injury issues and, you know, guys trying to kind of solidify themselves in the lineup position because, you know, with the break coming up, guys are going to start getting healthy. You know, Tom Wilson's probably going to be back full time in the lineup uh, possibly in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, so you got guys that, are, you know, trying to battle for spots and, and stay up with the big club. Uh, same thing with Pittsburgh with all the injury issues that they've had. You know, there's guys that know that, hey, you know, if I can shine and stick around here and, and be an impact, then I can, I can do that. If not, I'm going to get sent back down to Scranton still. So, uh, I think we see guys jazzed up for this and, and you know, that next man up mentality against a, a division opponent. And I think we're going to see some goals early. So I think the first period over. And uh, if we don't see it come in right away, if we don't see a goal come in right away, maybe grab a little bit of, of a, at a plus money and try to look for a, a over five and a half for the full game as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely something to uh, keep in mind. So, uh, you know, you look at this uh, and definitely uh, Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh might want to tighten up after the Florida game. I just don't know if they, they're capable of it right now because you got Casey DeSmith in net. You've got, obviously, blue line concerns big time. Even with Latang back, which does help quite a bit, uh, you're still a, a blue line that's had issues right now, clearly in their own end. I mean, some of the turnovers, and it, both teams were guilty of it in the Florida-Pittsburgh game, were egregious uh, both ways. You know, just absolutely uh, t- uh, uh, terrible uh, in terms of just puck management. And I'm sure... Something's got to be said by Mike Sullivan, but again, you got to go out there on the ice and enact better puck management, enact better defensive play, enact you know better structure. Uh, and I think when you look at this situation here, uh, you've got uh, Pittsburgh uh, clearly uh, needing to improve on that after what we saw against the uh, Florida Panthers. There are some props of note here uh, in this game. If you look at uh, player props uh, throughout, I'm just looking at the uh, the numbers right now. Uh, with uh, the player props uh, and you look at it, uh, Crosby, believe it or not, in terms of goals, you know, he, uh, you know, he's actually picked it up a little bit lately in terms of goal production uh, for this uh, team, you know, plus 190 uh, to score a goal for him. And he's actually re- really been picking it up for the uh, Penguins in terms of his own uh, goal scoring capabilities. Uh, you look at the uh, line uh, combinations here for this game. Washington's got some shuffling going on. Sheary, second line, Mantha, Moving up to the second line could be some value. And TJ Oshie, it looks like, by the way, for a Washington, we've talked about how he's kind of been in and out lately, but TJ Oshie is going to be uh, in the lineup tonight and likely on the top line for the uh, Washington Capitals. And we know that when it comes to a TJ Oshie, obviously uh, a better team the Capitals have been, and the record bears that out, that the uh, Washington Capitals are a better team with him uh, on the ice for sure. All right, but, and Zucker, of course. Zucker, Raquel. I don't even have to say it anymore with those two. Uh, They're always very much uh, appealing prop options on the Pittsburgh side of the equation and probably would look in that direction tonight as well. All right, next up, we've got Buffalo and Winnipeg. Uh, The uh, Winnipeg Jets minus 180 uh, home favorites, six and a half of the total uh, in this one as the uh, Sabres continue this road trip and the Jets return home following their own road trip, which is a pretty lengthy one. Uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. If you go back, they went on the road on January the 17th. It's where this road trip started uh, in Montreal. And then they went to Toronto and then Ottawa and then Philly and then Nashville. So a five-game road trip. They ended up going uh, kind of a disappointing uh, two and uh, three 
uh, on the five-game road trip. Losses to the Habs, the Leafs, and the Predators. They beat the uh, Senators and the Flyers uh, for their uh, two victories, Winnipeg, on that road trip. And if you actually go back further than that, to January the 8th, Winnipeg was home to Vancouver, was on the road for three in a row, Detroit, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Then they were back home for one game against uh, Arizona and then out on the road for five, and now they're back home again. That's constant travel. One game to the next for the Winnipeg Jets since from January 8th until tonight. So that's 18 days where you've been jet-setting in between each and every game. You know, that does add up uh, over a course of time. So how, sh- how, how energetic will the energy be there? Will the live legs be there? Will the, will the puck management be there? Because sometimes when you're physically and mentally worn down a little bit, and who the fuck wouldn't be after 18 days of travel, you know, do you make mistakes tonight? That's going to be end up being the concern that I would have for Winnipeg. And they're laying a hefty number here. And I'm going to, you know, I hate to be a broken record here, but we got Buffalo again in this one role that they've been just absolutely spectacular in. Road underdogs against good teams. Uh, above average or good teams and Buffalo has been incredible in this spot and they've already shown it here on this road trip in the first two games win over Dallas in overtime three to two back to back uh, on the road no problem they beat St. Louis 5-3 got a little interesting I think a little too interesting if you're a Sabres fan the other night because they were up uh, 4-0 in that game St. Louis made it 4-3 before the Sabres put it away with an empty net goal but they hung on they got the win uh, in that game. If you actually look at the meeting these two teams had just recently in Buffalo, January the 12th, Winnipeg got the 4-2 to two win, but Buffalo was the better hockey team. 41-27 in shots on goal in favor of the Sabres. It was a Hellebuck special uh, in net that night. He was spectacular for the Winnipeg Jets. And now, unfortunately for the Sabres, they're going to have to face Hellebuck again tonight, confirmed starter, as you would have expected. But uh, definitely he is the main reason the Winnipeg Jets won in Buffalo because Buffalo actually outplayed the Jets that game. I like Buffalo. I'm, I'm betting them again. I mean, uh, this has been too strong of an angle. This has been too strong of a trend. This is a Buffalo team that has played their best hockey, A, on the road, B, against above average or better hockey teams. It's been repeated. You want me to rhyme? I'll rhyme it off again in case you weren't here on Tuesday. Buffalo on the road since December. You know who they've beaten on the road and all his road underdogs? Colorado, Vegas. Washington, Boston. Not many teams are winning in Boston right now. Buffalo Sabres did. Buffalo Sabres won in Boston. Uh, Buffalo beat Boston, Washington, Colorado, Vegas, Nashville, Dallas the other night, and, of course, St. Louis as well. And here we go again with Winnipeg. You know, another, you know, upper-rung team in the National Hockey League, and Buffalo has consistently gotten the job done here in these kind of situations. The one concern and the one little fear I have is they're putting in a goal he hasn't played in a while. It's Eric Comrie uh, getting the start here for the Sabres tonight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he hasn't played since uh, early January, and it was a game against Seattle. I think he gave up four goals. You know, his numbers are decent. They're not great. But if there's anything that's going to stoke a and get a just outstanding uh, effort out of him, it's facing his old team. Winnipeg Jets was with that franchise, uh, of course, for uh, a couple of years. So, uh, Eric, and I don't care who you are or what your numbers are, you want to go in there and you want to beat a team you used to play for. Simple as that. And I think and Eric Comrie has had good games. He has. They've been sporadic. They've been not always game-to-game consistency with him, which you get with a lot of young goalies. But he's capable for one night in a team that will really bring out, I think, the best in him possibly. 
to play a really solid game in net for this Buffalo Sabres team. So, yeah, for me, live road underdog here, once again, with Buffalo plus 160. Alex, uh, Sabres and Jets. Yeah, it's gonna it's a pass for me, but I, I definitely it, it makes sense. So, you know, backing Buffalo, like I said this has been a, a spot where they've cashed in left and right. Uh, you mentioned Eric Comrie getting the start, and it's kind of a, I guess you could say, double revenge spot because this isn't the first time he's played against Winnipeg. But when you look at the one start he had against the Jets, it was brutal. Uh, gave up five goals and the losing effort, and you know, so with that on top of the fact that he hasn't played in a while. Pretty sure he knows that, you know, hey, there's a possibility he can get moved or that his job's in question because, you know, UPL's certainly closer in getting ready to being a, 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 a full-time uh, member of the Sabres. We're not going to see him shuttling back in the, uh, and forth between Rochester uh, much longer. And, of course, Craig Anderson getting older, you know, just coming off of playing his 700th career game. Uh, you know, so he knows that he's, he's battling for either a spot there in Buffalo or potentially a spot somewhere else. Uh, so all that all that combined together, I think that that backs for a solid spot. So uh, I like some other spots more on the board, but Buffalo at a, at a plus price, it definitely makes sense here. And then like this could be one of those spots where Winnipeg kind of just plays a little softer, you know, maybe not uh, not a, a, as geared up in the first 20 minutes. If Buffalo takes the lead. And we know with that offense, if you give them a lead, uh, they can pile on against anybody. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, see uh, how he fares here in this one. It is a risk. I mean, there's, there's a risk in every bet you make, but that's the primary risk here is are you going to get uh, the goaltending of Eric Comrie up to par here tonight in this game? But I'll tell you what, the price is excellent. This is not exactly a great, great spot uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, here. And look, the the um, Winnipeg Jets, you know, two and three on that road trip. It's going to be interesting to see, again, when you've had that long of a time, again, they've gone from January 28th to January 26th with travel in between every single game. It's a lot of miles. That's a lot of miles. That's a lot of travel in between each game nonstop for 18 straight days. That's a little bit uh, tricky. Uh, we'll see if Winnipeg, though, can overcome that here tonight against this uh, surging uh, Buffalo Sabres team. It's actually played, again, better, better on the road lately uh, than they have played at home. I'm just looking for... Uh, just a couple of the uh, numbers on some of these in terms of a uh, long term here with the uh, Jets uh, in terms of do I can I find anything in terms of their track record when they've been on a long uh, road trip? Let me just see. I don't see anything specifically, but yeah, it is concerning because a lot of times, too, when you've been on the road for this long, uh, it can catch up to you that first game back home. We'll see if it does for the uh, Jets tonight. As far as the props go, there are a couple. This this actually is a game where I probably would look toward the over a little bit, honestly. Uh, six and a half. I don't love the total as much as the side, but I would lean that way. It's probably not a bad game to investigate uh, the possibility of some uh, props here in this one. Uh, obviously, Dylan Cousins, I've talked ad nauseum about him. Uh, he ends up scoring the uh, empty netter the other night against the uh, St. Louis Blues. He's got three goals and three points in the last four games. It's almost automatic now because the pricing for him is just so much better than, say, Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner uh, and others on this Sabres team. So uh, he's always the more undervalued, uh, under-the-radar option in terms of uh, value on the player prop uh, market. On the uh, Winnipeg side of the equation, obviously, we've talked about Dubois. Uh, the shots on goal props with him have been just incredible. They just seem to cash in automatically. Uh, Kyle Connor's been excellent. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers is starting to get his form back together. Cole Perfetti's going to get more opportunities now that he still remains in a top six forward role. So all of those remain uh, decent uh, prop options here in this game uh, for the uh, Jets uh, as well. I'm just looking actually at, uh, you're right, some of the uh, uh, shots on goal numbers. And yes, uh, Dubois, it's been 
uh, an incredible run for him in terms of his uh, shots on goal numbers going over. So uh, definitely something you want to keep in mind here tonight for this game. All right, we got New Jersey, Nashville. New Jersey minus 130 uh, road favorites, uh, six being the total uh, in this one. Uh, Devils and Predators. Uh, the Devils, boy, uh, snatching uh, victory from the jaws of defeat uh, against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday. They were trailing 2-1 late, and it's Dougie Hamilton putting on his cape and coming to the rescue, uh, getting the tying goal in the final minute, and then after that, uh, getting the uh, overtime winner, uh, 3-2 against the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. That's now four straight games beyond regulation time for this New Jersey Devils team. So keep that in mind. They have played uh, either overtime or a shootout in four straight games uh, entering tonight against Nashville, who got a 2-1 to one victory in their last game against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they have now won four of their last uh, five games. They've been very good at home, four straight home wins for the Predators coming into uh, tonight. Uh, we'll see if they can stretch that home win streak to five here uh, against New Jersey. Keep in mind, these teams met back in December in Jersey, a 4-3 overtime win for Nashville. That game also went beyond regulation. So you've got all the elements of maybe a draw bet here, potentially, with the Devils and the Predators. I certainly think we could see it. It's going to be probably a close game. It's a tight game. That's the one thing about New Jersey lately. Yes, they've gotten their game back on track. They found ways to win. They're on the right side of the uh, positive run again. They had a brutal stretch in December. They've gotten their game back on track, and now they have gone eight, uh, seven and one rather in their last eight games. But a lot of these games have been pretty tight. And like I said, four straight have gone uh, to overtime or a shootout. So uh, I think the draw is worth a look here tonight in this game. Uh, I, I actually lean New Jersey. If I were to bet money line, I'd take the Devils before I take the Predators here. I think the Devils in a decent spot. Uh, Soros has obviously been very good, uh, but I, I think the Devils here are playing some good hockey. And let's be honest with uh, Nashville here. Caught Winnipeg at the end of a trip. LA's, you know, up and down uh, of late. They play Columbus uh, as well. Some of these wins, Calgary was a win where they got outplayed, but Soros was terrific. And that's the fear here. But if I were to bet the money line, I'd look New Jersey minus 130, but I think the best look here is maybe the draw because I think it's probably going to end up being a real tight game. Four straight beyond regulation for Jersey. The previous meeting with the Preds and Devils in Jersey in December went to overtime, so all the things point toward a tight, competitive, maybe, game, uh, and a game maybe that requires more than 60 minutes. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, New Jersey, Nashville? Well, you know, if you're looking at the draw, that means I'm on the draw. <laughs> I've already bet that at uh, plus 320. Uh, yeah, so if, it's ringing, if it's ringing an alarm bell, the draw in my mind, it's got to be ranking in yours. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly, yeah. That, that was one of the first things that I was I jumped all over. I mean, and like I said, five of the last eight meetings between these two teams, I was on it uh, in, in the previous meeting as well. Uh, but that's, that's a hell of a run with New Jersey, you know, four straight. And and that wears down on you too. You know, you that's something to look at moving forward. We talk about, you know, I, I joked around earlier, I said draw season's approaching as we've seen all these overtime games the last couple of nights. And, of course, as we get into the second half of the season, everybody's battling for, you know, points position, uh, positioning in the standings. You know, teams are going to, you know, settle up and take that, that draw, go to OT, go to a shootout. And you want to keep an eye on teams that play three games in a row, four games in a row, three out of five, uh, going to OT or a shootout because that's added time. You know, that extra 20, 30 minutes doesn't mean anything as far as in the you know game aspect, but then, okay, now you leave the arena, you know, a little later, you fly home a little later, you fly to your next destination a little, you get in your hotel a little later. Those things can add up when you start talking about that over two, three, four games. And so that's the thing to look at. So if I had to look at a money line side, I'd probably have to even side with Nashville at plus 110. 
potentially because that, that's something to that just want to keep an eye on. We want to see how New Jersey's legs are looking in the second and third periods, whether this is a close game or not. Uh, so that, so those are things to keep an eye on when you're betting these overtimes. Not so much, of course, yeah, we want the game to go to OT, but look at how a team's form is doing when they're going into overtime multiple games uh, over a, a certain stretch. No question. Uh, and uh, definitely, and you're right about it, but there's a, all you need to do is watch our BetCast Tuesday night to talk to Alex's point about games are tighter now. We're seeing more overtime games, more shootout games. I mean, we saw multiple overtime games in that 7 p.m. window on Tuesday night. And it could have been even more than that if Montreal-Boston hung in there for uh, overtime as well and a couple of those other games. Minnesota-Tampa was flirting with overtime there. That was a one-goal game before uh, Tampa Bay put it away with the empty net goal. So this is the time of year uh, approaching the All-Star break and even coming out of the All-Star break. The games get more important. And teams, especially when it's East versus, and this is East versus West, New Jersey doesn't give two shits if Nashville gets gets a point if this game goes to overtime. Nashville doesn't give two shits if New Jersey gets a point if this game goes to overtime. They're in their own battles, not against each other. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes it even more uh, possible that, hey, we get 2-2 here late in the third. Nobody's going to try to be stupid, make that brain uh, fart dumb mistake in their own end, uh, and they want to protect that one point at least and then go in overtime for it. And the thing to look at, too, from a live betting standpoint, we talked about this on, on that backcast, is when you've seen those games or teams, you know, they're, they're playing, you know, 2-2, two, 3-3 two, three, three late, jump in and grab that no goal in regulation, you know, once you see that 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 tie, you know, you get yourself an extra plus 200, plus 250. Maybe you didn't bet that the draw pregame. You can still find some decent value uh, late if you jump in. It's not going to be as big, but that, you know, that adds up. You still get plus 150 to plus 180, plus 200. Uh, seeing two teams playing tight late in the, in the third period. And you know they just want to get the points. Uh, you know, no one wants to get out of there with, with zero points. So that's a, another way to kind of attack the, the draw method moving forward in the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, definitely some good uh, good advice there on how to uh, approach that for sure. As far as, you know, props for New Jersey, Nashville, I mean, for New Jersey, it seems to be Dougie Hamilton. I mean, you got to look in his direction right now. He's just feeling it from the blue line. Uh, whether it's point prop, assist prop, power play points, get power play points props on Dougie Hamilton. He's a power play dynamo right now. Why bet Dougie Hamilton point when you can get power play point and get a nice plus price with that, especially when so much of his damage has been done with the man advantage lately uh, for the New Jersey Devils. So great advice there. Brat Hughes, you know, the usual suspects. They've been uh, stepping up, of course, for the Devils during this great run. You know, for Nashville, I keep going back to, you know, uh, some of the players that just continue to be rock steady for them uh, in terms of production. Cody Glass has been just very good, taking advantage of the second of uh, the top line center spot that he's been at. Uh, he's gotten a goal in two of the last four games and uh, four points during those games as well. So Cody Glass right now for uh, Nashville. Cody Glass Repair, Cody Glass Replace. Every time I hear that name, it reminds me of that commercial. But, uh, yeah, Cody Glass uh, for the uh, Predators on the uh, top line center spot. And you know what's funny about Glass doing good things from that top line is that uh, uh, Philip Forsberg has been really strong. And uh, even uh, Ryan Johansson uh, here for the uh, Predators here, he got a goal and an assist against L.A. uh, from the uh, second line uh, spot. Uh, Forsberg's been a point machine lately for the uh, Predators, too. There's been some nice uh, co- chemistry going. Duchesne got two goals against L.A. on that top line as well. So, uh, obviously, John Hines has found something there with uh, Cody Glass uh, in between uh, Duchesne and Forsberg on that top line 
uh, for the Nashville Predators. Uh, goaltending, we expect it to be, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Vanacek and Saros. Saros is projected and likely for Nashville. We don't have confirmation yet for New Jersey, but probably expect uh, Vanacek once again. They've been rolling with him, as they should. He's better than Blackwood. I've said this uh, a million times. All right, great stuff. That's the first part of the Thursday card. 200 live viewers right now on YouTube. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Hit the like button. Uh, and thanks to our podcast listeners for tuning in to the Ice Guys show as well. We'll be back with the back half of the Thursday uh, NHL card uh, right after we hear from our first of our two sponsors, Gramco. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the Ice Guys show. We've got four games left here to tackle on this uh, Thursday uh, slate. Uh, we will continue on now and move to uh, Philadelphia and Minnesota. We've got the Minnesota Wild, minus 230, uh, home favorite, sixth uh, total uh, in this game. I mean, this is uh, for Minnesota. They did not end that road trip very well. Uh, they lose three straight uh, to end the roadie against Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay. Now, that's not an easy trifecta. Uh, obviously, it goes without saying. Even Florida is not, you know, uh, an easy team, uh, even though they've had their struggles. And certainly you're talking Carolina and Tampa Bay. You're talking two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. So the schedule has been tough. And that is as that we always say that trifecta on the road is difficult. But still, if you're Minnesota, wouldn't you like to at least win one of those? Or at least you think you can you know, let's at least get one of those. The fact they didn't win any of them disappointing. Uh, they did get outplayed, I thought, by uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, in that one, as that game went along, they actually started very well, but Tampa Bay really started to pick it up as that game went on. Uh, we'll see if they bounce back here from this three game losing streak now, uh, back home as they host the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Certainly, you would think it's time for Minnesota, right, to bounce back, but I don't want to lay this kind of number with them against a what's still a very hard trying, feisty Philadelphia Flyers team that doesn't, you know, when they lose lately, uh, the Boston game was a uh, a beat down six nothing, but you know there are other losses. You know Winnipeg was a competitive loss for them. It took uh, a late goal for Winnipeg into the empty net to put it away. The LA game was back and forth. They lose in overtime four uh, three. They also have wins against uh, Detroit, Anaheim, Washington twice. They beat Washington twice. They beat Buffalo. So you know John Tortorella keeps getting decent effort from this team. Uh, and uh, right now the Minnesota Wild, and I'm kind of in that camp where. A team that's losing three in a row against it. If they get outworked, they can lose this game because the Flyers have done that uh, in the past this season where their work ethic is good enough to take advantage, you know, of a team that uh, is either struggling or uh, not able to match them work ethic wise. We know Minnesota talent wise is much better than Philly in a lot of areas. There's no doubt about that. But uh, when you've come off the road trip that Minnesota's come off where your, your confidence has been shaken a little bit, where 
you've been traveling for quite a bit as well. It was a four game road trip. They're out on the road for 10 days or so. You know, it's not exactly, yeah, let's get go out there now uh, and let's lay, you know, minus 230 with you in your first game coming off a uh, road trip like this. So uh, very, very fascinating to see how this one uh, plays out here. Uh, could Philadelphia, I think Philadelphia in the first period is honestly kind of uh, appealing to me, kind of, because I think they could jump early on mini and then maybe it takes Minnesota a little bit of time to get their uh, traction uh, playing at home following this road trip. So uh, I think Philadelphia could hang around in this game. I, I, I certainly lean to the plus 190, I, but I think the first period, I might zone in more on that uh, in this game. The Flyers in the opening period uh, here tonight against the uh, Minnesota Wild, just catching uh, Minnesota in that first game back. Uh, and the one thing about the uh, uh, Philadelphia Flyers is, and we saw this too against L.A., uh, they had a nice start, and, and their first periods lately haven't been that bad uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I'm just looking at uh, their uh, recent games going into tonight, and if you actually look even in the games they've lost uh, of late, like the L.A. game, I'm just uh, looking at that. It was 4-3, but it was 2-2 after the first. They were competitive. Philly-Winnipeg, it was 5-3 Winnipeg. Winnipeg did start strong there, but there's been uh, examples here where Philadelphia's had some decent first-period efforts, might be able to jump on those Minnesota Wild early in the game coming off that road stretch. So uh, if I were to look at anything here, it would be Philly here in the uh, plus number uh, in the uh, first period uh, alone. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex? Flyers and Wild. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get to the window with this game. But like I said, it would be either Philly first period or Philly team total over two and a half at even money. Uh, and then Melissa mentioned that in the chat, you know, like I said, this is, yeah, with flower and net, he's been kind of shaky. This, uh, you know, a wild team that in these three losses, they've given up goals in bunches. And like I said, you know, Philly not known for just hammering it on offensively, but they, you know, it's not asking them a lot to get three, especially if they can jump out early to a lead. So those would be the two ways I would look at this game. Like I said, wild at home shouldn't be laying two thirty to really much of anybody. Uh, we've seen them play, you know, some bad teams like Arizona and Anaheim and have to go to overtime to beat those teams. So uh, maybe this is one even, you know, maybe take a shot with, with a draw. You can probably get a, a draw price somewhere in the 450 or, or higher range. Uh, so I, that wouldn't shock me one bit. This is, you know, kind of just one of those spots. And like I said, the, the dog days of, of the year, in the middle of the year, yeah. you see these big dogs come in. We saw it last night with, uh, with, with Columbus, you know, and you see some of these teams that usually do play well at home. They don't, you know, win every single game at home. They, the, the Wild aren't the Boston Bruins. So, uh, you know, I would, yeah, lean toward Philly first period, lean toward their, their team total over. Uh, you know, it's, it's cold as hell here. You know, this is an ESPN Plus game. So, you know, the crowd might be, you know, hit and miss there. It just, I just, it just has that feeling to me like this could be one of those games where a lot get caught up and Flyers win this one 3-2. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, and it's been, you're right, just recently I'm looking at the, uh, you know, and look, the the defensive play has been a little bit of an issue too for Minnesota. We can't just say it's been all Marc-Andre Fleury. Like the penalty kill's got to get better for Minnesota. They gave up four power play goals the last three games uh, of that road trip. You know what's funny? Their power play's been good, uh, but their penalty kill uh, has struggled. Uh, that could be something to monitor here in this game. And uh, you see the uh, Flyers as well. Their power play is actually connected in two of the last three games. So, could this could this be an over? I'd lean over honestly with the uh, with the six here in this game as well as far as the total is concerned. I think probably will add a small play on the over and like I said that first period look on the uh, Flyers in this one. Carter Hart in net for the uh, Flyers and like I said with Flurry uh, in net for the Wild. You know his last five starts he's just one and four. You know in his last five starts going back to January seventh against Buffalo, giving up six to Buffalo, three to the Rangers. 
He gave up one. Uh, he gave up. He did have a good start against Arizona. Gave up just the one goal there. The five spot he allowed to Carolina, uh, three plus the empty netter, of course, against Tampa. So you know, one and four in his last five starts for uh, Mark Andre Fleury. So you're right. It just seems with him and that with this team in general, you know, kind of not playing their absolute best right now. Coming off a road trip, which is never an easy bet on spot. You know, minus two thirty seems like a, a dangerous proposition if you're going to take Minnesota tonight. Uh, win or lose, it is. I think it, you know you're going to be sweating this one out possibly for the sixty minutes. All right, Chicago and Calgary. Uh, the Calgary Flames minus four ten home favorites, uh, six the total here in this one. Was that a sign of Chicago against Vancouver? Because you've got to play absolutely pathetic, really bad to be absolutely you know dom- dominated by the Vancouver Canucks the way Chicago was uh, the other night. I mean, what were the shots? 40 to 10 at one time in that game. Maybe finally it came to uh, it came to the point where Chicago says, "Okay, we got to stop winning a little bit here." I know the management thinks that. It's funny they talked about the tanking uh, topic on uh, uh, the Sportsnet broadcast last night with Jamal Mayers and a couple players, Anthony Stewart, a couple uh, in the studio and they said the players and the coaches don't tank. They don't want to tank. It's management. It's the upper management. It's the front office that wants to tank. The players and the coaches really don't want to. Players are like, hey, why would I tank? This guy that you might want to draft might come after my job, might take it. You know, yeah. why would I want to tank and risk that? So it's more of a, you know, I think front office thing uh, than it is a uh, coaching and a player thing in terms of are we going to tank? Are we going to tank? Uh, it is worth noting uh, the Blackhawks are going to turn to Jackson Stauber uh, in that the uh, son of Rob Stauber, anyone that's old enough like me knows Rob Stauber uh, back in the day, journeyman backup goalie, you know, for much of his NHL career. And his son Jackson now, who actually cashed a ticket with in his NHL debut on the weekend. I took Chicago at that big price at St. Louis on Saturday night, and he was very solid, very solid in that uh, Stauber in that game. And the uh, Blues took advantage of a, or the Blackhawks rather took advantage of a Blues team that has had issues right lately defensively that has given up a lot of goals. Bennington is in one of those runs again where he's struggling again in net. Chicago certainly took advantage of that uh, Saturday night against uh, the Blues in that victory that Stauber was in net. Of course, against uh, Vancouver, it was Morozik, who actually I thought in the first period was very good, did everything he could to hold the Blackhawks in, and then the floodgates opened uh, later uh, as that game went on. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Stauber fares. Now, this is his second start in the NHL. You know, is there's going to be more of a book out on him? Certainly, more of an op, more of a knowledge base, if you will, for the Calgary Flames, where to attack, where the weaknesses might be. Uh, that is something worth noting. And uh, for Calgary, this is one of those spots where you have to gauge. They're expected to win this game. They should win this game. They're at home. They're laying minus four hundred. Do they have the focus needed to get the job done and maybe get it done decisively? Because I think in this case they will you know, be focused on the Blackhawks because they lost to them just recently, 4-3 at, in uh, the Windy City. Uh, earlier this month, there was a 4-3 Blackhawks victory uh, over the uh, Calgary Flames. And, uh, you know, that was back when Calgary was just very, very frustrating and obviously having tough times, having struggles. Uh, we'll see if they fare uh, better this time around against Chicago. I love what I'm seeing from Calgary's game the last uh, two or three games, especially the last two on home ice. The Tampa Bay win and the Columbus win in the Johnny Gaudreau Bowl the other night, they were dominant. You know, in fact, if not for Corpus Allo, Calgary would have won that game eight to three uh, against Columbus. But they were dominant in that game. They were dominant against Tampa Bay. This is the Calgary team I want to see more often. This is the Calgary team I think they're capable of being. 
you know, where you're starting to get them. Dubay's starting to go. Mangiapani is starting to go. You know, you got Coleman, you know, chipping in offensively. Kadri is, you know, back on track again. Wait till Huberto gets going. We haven't even fully gotten Huberto going yet in yeah. Calgary. Wait till that happens. This still could be a team that makes a run, gets in the playoff spot. Uh, don't even count them out winning the division still if they get red hot. They've got that potential in them. The problem tonight going into this game is that the reason they've won some of these games and they've looked so great is because they've gotten saves from the guy that's been in net the last two games who is not the guy that's in net tonight. And that's, uh, of course, Dan Darth Vladar. The last two games got the start against Tampa, got the start against Columbus. Well, Daryl Sutter says, you know what? Vladar's been getting it done, but we can't have Jacob Markstrom sitting cold and not starting for a week or two. You know, we've got to get him in there at some point. And this is the front end of a back-to-back for the uh, Calgary Flames because they're in Seattle uh, against the Kraken tomorrow night. So they figured this is the time we're going to put Markstrom in. And your guess is as good as mine and what he's going to do, uh, Markstrom in net tonight. It, it is because let's not forget that 4-3 game earlier this month that Chicago beat uh, Calgary 4-3 uh, in overtime. Uh, we saw Markstrom in that game. He got pulled after three goals. Vladar had to come in. Uh, and it was an ugly start to that game in Chicago for Jacob Markstrom. So I, I, I prefer the over more than the side here. I, I definitely like this game over the total. I think you'll see goals. Uh, Chicago, I think, is going to have trouble containing Calgary, who have exploded offensively for 10 goals in the first two games of this homestand. Uh, don't count out Chicago, though, fine in the back of the net, especially with my concerns and my question marks about whether Markstrom's going to bounce back and look more like the Jacob Markstrom that the Flames were expecting when they signed him, you know, a couple of years ago from Vancouver. And of course, it doesn't hurt that five straight meetings have gone over the total here between the Flames and the Blackhawks. So I love this over. It's one of my favorite plays on the board tonight. But uh, I think in terms of the side, I think Calgary's going to be focused this time around for Chicago. The problem is, where do you find the value here uh, in order to uh, bet them? Uh, even the uh, first period puck line is even money. Uh, the full game puck line is minus one and a half at minus one, uh, minus 160, I believe, here uh, in this game. So you're really not getting much of a bargain here uh, if you're going to back the Flames. And team total is way up there as well. Uh, so it, it's tricky. This is There's no bargain at all on backing Calgary. You could get it down to team total over four at Bet MGM, which is usually what I do with these big favorites. You could consider that. Might sprinkle on that, but probably going to end up just sticking with this over six. Uh, in the end, Calgary will probably do the brunt of the work, but I think Chicago against uh, a guy that's trying to get his confidence back, Markstrom could still chip in and find the back of the net. Alex, what do you think here? Blackhawks, Flames. Yeah, this is going to be an issue, uh, you know, trying to look for spots against the Hawks moving forward. I think, you know, yeah. the, the, the run of funds over, they're going to start tanking and, and we're going to start seeing them lose uh, in, in bunches again, especially after the All Star break. And we're going to have these prices. You're going to have these minus 400s. You're going to have these. Four and a half team totals. These, you know, like I said, uh, you know, laying prices for for puck lines, and you're not going to be able to, to get any, any value back in the side against them. So you have to look for other ways. And, and the total here is great, uh, six. And even the first period, I got the first period over one and a half, laying a dollar thirty-five. We've seen it move up to a, to forty-five, which isn't too bad. I still like it at that price uh, because, like I said, Markstrom's in net. We know how he struggled. He struggled early in games as well. Same thing with that Chicago game. It was the first shot. Uh, on goal, he made a, the first shot on goal. He made a save. Second and third were the ones that went past him. So this definitely has that feel, especially Jackson Stauber, second start in net. You know, get get a little bit more tape on him. See see what he can do. 
I think the, this Calgary team, like I said, they're getting things rolling back the way they want to. They should be able to name their score here. So let's just go with the total. That's the best way to, to find the value. You got a six, laying a dollar ten. So I'm going first period over and full game over. Don't we have our answer, by the way, now that Daryl Sutter is kind of thinking that uh, Dan Vladar is his guy right now? Because yep. he's saving Dan Vladar for the Seattle game tomorrow night. And that's the obviously the bigger game, the better opponent. You know, that's a surefire sign that we're seeing a changing well, of the guard. And that at least for the time being, Dan Vladar's 1A, right? Well, it's, I think it's still yeah. 1A, 1B. It's not clear-cut number one, Vladar, but he is 1A. Markstrom right. ain't 1A right now. I was just, I think it's twofold. I think it's more of, yeah, Vladar's playing better, so give him the start against a better team. But also, I think this is a, hey, give Markstrom the start against the weaker team. Let him build his confidence back up. Yeah. So I agree with you. Yeah, Vladar's definitely the 1A, and, and Markstrom's the 1B right now. But this is, this is the perfect lineup for uh, what you want to do with these goals, especially, like I said, heading into, into the, the lengthy break. Have your top guy play play the top teams. Have your secondary guy play against a weaker opponent and build some confidence. Take that into the second half, and then they can still keep this 1A, 1B tandem, but hopefully you can get Markstrom, like I said, closer to what he was last year and in previous years. And then if you've got both of these guys rocking and rolling, you're in great shape for the second half run. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, Prop-wise for Calgary, um, the, the 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 players that I'm targeting right now because they're stepping up big time. Mangiapane's stepping up. He's getting his game back together again, and so is Dubé right now. We've been waiting on it. You know, he's uh, on the top line. They're asking a lot of him this year, and he's warming to the task on this homestand. One, two goals and three points in the last two games for Dylan Dubé of the Calgary Flames. So uh, him and Mangiapane, the two guys that were really expected to step up their game, elevate their game, uh, and uh, help this Calgary team uh, in the, after losing the likes of Goudreau and uh, Kachuk from last year's team, and they're finally starting to play like it right now uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames. You know what? I'm just seeing at Pinnacle, Calgary and over 5.5, the combo, minus 102. That's pretty good. I'll probably put that in my pocket as well. Flames and over five and a half, uh, minus one hundred two. Uh, see what that uh, is. I know BetMGM yeah. has that too. I'll check and see what the price of that is over there. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably be not quite as good because Pinnacle, the reduced juice shop. You know, it's right. uh, usually tough to beat those prices that you get there. But I'm sure it'll be something like minus one ten, minus one twenty. I don't think it'll be much more than that, uh, even at BetMGM. So that's the that's the way you can go about it. That's the way you have to go about. It. Like if you're ever going to put money on a minus three dollar, four dollar favorite, or four, three four dollar favorite, you got to look at the combo uh, in some form. Yeah. Either, com combine with either the over or the under. Yeah, great call. Minus a dollar ten at, at MGM with that Calgary over five and a half. Yeah, there you go. Calgary and over five and a half. That's another way you could go about it here. If you want to somehow, some way, get on the flames uh, here in this game. And also, of course, you get the five and a half with the total instead of six, which might also help you as well. All right, St. Louis, Arizona. We've got the uh, Blues minus 150 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. The uh, Coyotes, I mean, that's about as listless as I've ever seen them play, especially at home uh, the other night. I mean, the Mullet Arena. Uh, home ice is where we've actually seen the Coyotes bring some solid performances. You know, they've beaten actually some quality foes earlier this season at home, beat Toronto and Boston, among others, uh, on this home ice. But they were just completely lethargic against Anaheim. They lose 5-2. to two. Uh, They've now gone just 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. And all of a sudden, this home ice, not nearly as uh, sharp as it's been uh, earlier during the run. If you'll actually look, Arizona in their last uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 home games, uh, just 2-5. and five in their last seven home games, the Coyotes. So their home ice has kind of cooled off a little bit here uh, in this game. I think from a spot perspective, spot screams St. Louis. Barube was livid 
about the effort, the start to the game against the Buffalo Sabres. You could see him doing a slow burn on the bench when they fell behind, you know, in the blink of an eye uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres on that Tuesday night. Uh, that game was 3 nothing before we could even get halfway through the first period. Uh, and, of course, they did battle back, and they did wake up later in the game and play a little bit better. But, again, very hard in the NHL to spot a team uh, three, three goals like they did Buffalo uh, and expect to uh, win the uh, hockey game. So you would think this is going to be a spot where you're going to get St. Louis uh, fully uh, ready to go against Arizona. But I'm telling you what, their level of play does concern you. They had the uh, win against Nashville. They beat Ottawa barely uh, by a score of a two to one. Uh, but it has been a rough go for the uh, Blues, just two and four uh, in their last uh, six games. Uh, and even the last time they made the trip to Arizona was last year. And it was a barely, uh, barely a victory for St. Louis. 5-4 overtime win for them over the Arizona Coyotes when they made the trip to uh, the desert last year to play this uh, Coyotes team. And in fact, uh, you know, they also only uh, Arizona beat uh, St. Louis uh, in St. Louis last year, 3-2. So two of those games, Arizona's right in it. So I, I don't know. I kind of want to take St. Louis here a little bit in this game in some form. I don't, the, the regulation, I, I think the first period is kind of kind of like the Philly game where I don't trust the Flyers to win for the full game. And even against Arizona, I don't fully trust the Blues to win for the, the, the win the game. And I don't trust to them fully to put my money on them for the full game. But I think early in the game, first period, you know, with the poorest start they had against the Buffalo Sabres Tuesday night at home, I think the first period angle makes some sense here with the St. Louis Blues. And if you like them in the first period here tonight, you can get the minus a half, plus 155 or plus 160. It's a pretty good price, pretty solid number. They know the first 20 minutes is what ruined their chances, completely ruined their chances of winning against Buffalo on Tuesday night. So that's what I'm going to rock with, and that's it. Only that, a Blues first period puck line here, minus a half, plus 160. And for the love of God, you know, if it is Bennington and Net tonight, no, it won't be. It'll be Thomas Grice. It looks like for the thank goodness mm -hmm. he needs he needs to park his ass on the bench for a game or two. His goaltending against Chicago and Buffalo was horrible. You know, he's back to the struggles again for uh, Jordan Bennington in those two games. So this is good by Barube. Get Grice in there. Grice hasn't been as bad lately, uh, believe it or not, as he was earlier in the season. He's had some decent games here the last month or two. So yeah, Blues in the first period puck line for me minus a half plus one sixty. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Blues, Coyotes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go with the first period over. We've seen this cash in four of the last five Blues games. We've all seen it cash in five of the last seven meetings between uh, these two teams, St. Louis and Arizona. They've always seen whenever they play each other, and going back to when you know they had that you know time splitting in the same division in the short season, uh, they always got off to hot starts, and they always seemed to be really physical. We always saw a lot of power play chances uh, with these two teams for whatever reason. So it could be one of those things where, like I said, with St. Louis – the way that they came out in the first period last game, I think they might want to come out with a little bit of energy, a little pep in their step, and I think we could maybe see them throw the body around. It could get a little physical, and maybe we see some uh, you know quality powerful chance for both teams early in the contest. So uh, I'm, I, I like the, the I'm seeing over two, seeing the over one and a half at a dollar fifty. This is when I'll probably just wait and grab a better price. I'm looking for something a dollar thirty or cheaper live uh, in game. I'm not going to go with an over two. Over two is not not bad. But uh, I just feel, you know, we can wait and get a better better number and better price in-game. So that's the way I'm going to attack this. Yeah, Vladimir uh, Tarasenko, uh, yeah, he came back the last game for the uh, Blues. And, of course, actually should be more comfortable now that he's got his uh, second game now, uh, you know, since uh, returning, which should help the uh, Blues here 
uh, in this uh, game tonight. Uh, if you look at the uh, props, though, again, I, uh, Thomas and Cairo, you know, on the uh, top line, certainly are players that you want to target. Uh, Cairo has scored in three straight uh, games and four points for the Blues uh, during that stretch. Robert Thomas has been really good uh, of late as well, centering uh, that top line for uh, St. Louis. Uh, and even the third member, the veteran member of that uh, line, Brandon Saad, you know, since he's been up there, he's been uh, effective for uh, St. Louis. So anybody on that top line, you know, definitely could be someone you look at uh, for uh, player props tonight. On the Arizona side of things, uh, Schmaltz, of course, is if you're going to tr trust anybody to chip in, Schmaltz is one, uh, no doubt. Actually, uh, Barrett Hayton has started to get some offense going lately. Bukestad's uh, been on an uptick. And you know the 19-year-old Dylan Gunther is someone we've talked about a lot. You know, scored a game winner for Canada at the World Juniors. Come back to the uh, big club here with Arizona after his time away. And uh, he has scored uh, two goals in the last uh, five games for the uh, Coyotes. So uh, always a consideration worth a look there uh, is Dylan Gunther. He's making uh, making an impact and at least getting chances, it seems, on a nightly basis. If you're watching those Arizona games, you can tell. You know, he's all over the ice and you can he's noticeable. Uh, on a nightly basis. Uh, Anaheim and Colorado, final game of this Thursday card. We've got Colorado minus 400. Here we go again. Uh, four, minus 400 home favorites, six and a half the total. If you ask me who's got a better chance, you know, tonight, uh, Anaheim or Chicago, um, I'd say probably neither, honestly. But if I had to pick one, I'd say probably Chicago has a little better chance to beat Calgary than Anaheim does. Like Colorado looks like they're Colorado looks like they're on a mission right now. They're on a mission to get back in a playoff spot. Ever since they had the team meeting uh, with the players after the loss in Chicago, which was a couple of weeks ago, uh, this team hasn't lost since then. You know, it's almost like they needed that. It was therapeutic. It was, hey, we're defending Stanley Cup champs. We need to get our shit together because we may not even make the playoffs if we keep playing like this. I think it was probably something along those lines, and they've been a very good team ever since. Six straight wins for Colorado, uh, home against Ottawa and Detroit. They went on the road. They swept that road trip, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. Uh, two of those wins, very good. I like their game against Washington coming back from that trip. Maybe a little bit of a tricky spot. Washington had played them tough in Denver, and the Avalanche still get the job done 3-2. Uh, to two. Uh, in that game. This definitely has the feel of a Colorado and over five and a half type of spot uh, in this game. I'll throw four head-to-head -head meetings in a row in Denver between these two teams at you. Ducks and Avalanche. Scores were 8-4, 5-2, 5-2, and 4-2. So we had three overs, and then we had a game that had six goals, and it ended up pushing uh, on the uh, total, which was six uh, in that game. So I could only look over six and a half here as far as the total goes. And I probably actually I forgot to mention this. The two straight meetings with Arizona-St. Louis have gone over in the desert. So I'd probably lean full game over with that Blues-Coyotes game as well. But this one, same thing. But that Colorado and over five and a half might be even better to look at the combo bet here in this game because Colorado has not had those sleepwalk incidents against the Anaheim Ducks here, at, uh, here in Denver uh, at Ball Arena. They've gotten the job done. 8-4, 5-2, 5-2, All victories, all by margin as well for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Their last four games went hosting the Anaheim Ducks. So uh, this to me looks like a good situation. Uh, by the way, someone who was with us on the BetCast, and he's mentioned this bet 
It makes sense, especially you got to get creative. Colorado and over five and a half is one of the ways you can get creative here. Dumb the price down. Nobody in their right mind should want to lay minus 400 with anybody, especially in this league, in this sport. Yeah, so that, you know, yeah, Colorado could lose. It's, you know, upsets can happen every now and then for sure. But why, why would you want to, you know, bet Colorado at minus 410, risk losing that, where if Colorado loses and you bet them, say, Colorado and over five and a half at um, plus 104, and you're losing a plus 104 bet instead of a minus 410 bet. You know, it's a huge difference, obviously, and it's going to spare your bankroll uh, in the long run. So, yeah, that Colorado and over five and a half at plus 104 looks like a good option to me. Uh, here in this game, but Christian Sorensen, again, who was on our uh, betcast the other night, says abs race to four, and that is a popular bet. A lot of books offer it the race to four goals. Uh, that's minus 150, which again, it's uh, not, the, not the greatest price, but compare it to minus 400 on the money line, it sure as hell is. <laughs> it sure as hell is a lot better than that. So, that's another way you can go about it if you like the abs in some form in this game. The race to four at minus 150, which is still a lot better. Uh, then minus 400 on them in this game. Uh, as far as the goaltending is concerned here, Gibson confirmed for the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, in this one. And Pavel Francouz uh, will uh, get the uh, start in goal for the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, in this game. And he's actually really played well. Three starts for uh, Francouz. 1.3 goals against, 9.53 save percentage for Francouz uh, in the last uh, three starts. We'll see if he carries over that recent success here. Uh, in this game, uh, Gibson has given up six or more goals, by the way, in four of his last six starts. Not good, uh, obviously, for the veteran John Gibson. So, uh, again, for me, I would lean over six and a half. I'll have a small play on that. The primary play for me here is the abs and over five and a half at a slight plus price, 104, plus 104 with that. Uh, Alex Ducks, Avalanche. Yeah, this is what I'm going to pass. Like you said, and when you're looking at these big, uh, the big favorites, you know, the, uh, Colorado or Calgary and Chicago, just a better game, in my opinion, than, than this one. This feels like it could just be like the Colorado just running away with it. So, abs in that over, that makes total sense. But, uh, like I said, there's other spots I like on the board. I don't want to just litter it with everything. If I had to play something, it would be that. And that's like, like literally the only thing I could look at because just looking at some of the other options, like I said, erase the four goals, land a dollar fifty with that. That's a bit tricky because, you know, Yes, Anaheim has given up goals in bunches, but Colorado playing at home, they can also just shut this thing down and win it 3 nothing. So, you know, laying that kind of a price with a, a bit of a dicey, uh, that could be dicey if Anaheim just doesn't show up at all. And, and Colorado can just, you know, kind of cruise to a win. So it's just, this is not worth it. I'm just mostly going to be a pass for me. All right, there we go. Good stuff indeed. Uh, passing here is uh, Alex in this one. Nachushkin out, but they get Kale McCarr back. So it's like a trade-off, right? right? And actually, to be honest, Nachushkin's great. Yeah, Makar is more valuable than the Chushkin. So it's actually, sure. it's it's a plus for the Avs. Like the, if it was the opposite, you lose Makar, you get the Chushkin. Not as good as you lose the Chushkin, you get Makar back. So Kale Makar's back. And even though Val Nachushkin got injured against Washington and won't play tonight, uh, getting Kale Makar back, obviously huge for that uh, blue line for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. You know, if you really want to, you know, dive in for a maybe a bargain bet here, Pinnacle's got Colorado first period team total over one and a half at plus 180 plus hmm. 180 for avalanche to, can they score two goals in the first period against this anaheim team at home i think they, they're capable of it you know that's not a bad consideration there again you don't have to put big big amounts of money in play with something like that uh but it th think it's something to consider in a game like this that that plus 180 for colorado to score two goals at home 
in the first period against one of the worst defensive teams in the league, you know, is not a bad consideration, especially when we've seen them just, they've really, really, you know, buried this Anaheim team and just uh, lit them up offensively in some of these recent games in Colorado. I mean, uh, four goals the last meeting and then five, five, and eight goals scored for Colorado in the three meetings before that hosting Anaheim. So they've really done damage uh, offensively hosting the Ducks. We'll see if that carries over to tonight. Uh, great stuff, uh, Alex. A great job. I know powering through it when you're a little less than 100%. So uh, great work there. Great card. Uh, on this Thursday yeah. slate, nine games, a lot of good opportunities. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us on YouTube Live. Hit the like button. Make sure you sign up and subscribe at patreon.com slash guys. Just $10 a month with our, of course, our daily betting card posted there. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, bonus content. A lot of it coming after the uh, football season ends, so get ready for that. Uh, lots of great info. Uh, insight and again if you ever miss the show the card is there daily uh, it's patreon.com slash ice guys ten dollars a month and to be honest with you it's like a tip jar honestly because yeah. week for the life of me we're, i'm racking my brain trying to get this uh monetize this channel uh for the ice guys and for some reason they keep on rejecting us it's ridiculous it just happened again uh, a few days yeah. ago so and and i know with the youtube channels that are monetized they have you know leave a tip jar you know, and, and you can do that. So that's basically our tip jar right now is the right. Patreon page, patreon.com slash ice guys. If you enjoy what we do uh, seven days a week uh, throughout the course uh, of the uh, NHL season, then definitely uh, make sure you uh, subscribe at patreon.com uh, slash ice guys. And again, it's just $10 a month. You get the daily betting card there and so much other great bonus content as well. Yeah, and with the All-Star break coming up, I'll have time to update the charts fully. I also have a couple of different charts that I have on my computer that I don't really share on that uh, or any platform, like just, you know, trends that I'm looking at with certain goalies. I'll have those posted up because we'll have time, you know, to you know, don't have to update those every day. Just have those uh, during the break. Also have some other fun bonus content stuff. Uh, Mikey was on, you know, during the backcast, and he actually gave me a really good idea. So I think I'm actually going to finally catalog all of my uh, jerseys, and I think that'll be – a piece that I do uh, on the Patreon as well. We got some stuff that we're going to both be doing on there as well. So we got a lot of fun bonus content that's a little bit different, not all just uh, gambling related. It's just mostly on the hockey side. But when you add all of it together for 10 bucks a month, it's a, it's a, fan, a fantastic deal and you support the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. Uh, I do want to point out, cause uh, you know, someone in the chat saying ducks, you know, it's a setup. It's a setup. Ducks are going to win ducks. And look, I, I try to make a case for a big dog uh, of this magnitude when I can, but it's hard to do it with Anaheim because they're so wretched defensively. Avalanche are getting McCarr back. And the Avs, by the way, have won seven straight head-to-head -head against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So you think, oh, is there a history of maybe this team taking Anaheim lightly? Not if you look at the head-to-head uh, -head history. 2 nothing, 4-2, 5-2, 4 They've all been by margin. They haven't even been one-goal victories for Colorado. Uh, any of these uh, seven head-to-head -head meetings that they've won against Anaheim, they've all been by margin. So Colorado has clearly been able to take care of business against Anaheim. We'll see if that carries over to tonight. All right, great stuff. Best bets coming up to wrap up the, this edition of the Ice Guys right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code 
ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscape.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscape.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your manscape purchase and the manscape performance package 4.0 you also get the ball toner you also get the ball deodorant keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better slim trim that's what it's all about and manscape.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys show, and we are ready to wrap it up with best bets for this Thursday slate. Alex, uh, what do you got for best bet? I'm sure everybody can probably figure out what I'm picking for my best bet tonight. It's uh, Predators and Devils draw, plus 320 uh, with the regulation draw here. Seven of the last 12 meetings have gone to overtime or a shootout. Four straight for the Devils have gone to overtime or a shootout. Uh, this is just definitely one of those games where it feels like it could be really close, a 2-2, two, 3-3 two, three, three affair. And they just kind of lock it down, take their point, and then settle it uh, after 60 minutes. So let's go with Preds and Devils. Regulation draw plus 320. That's my best bet. There you go. Preds and Devils regulation draw. Best bet here for uh, Alex B. Smith. You get a very good price, obviously, with that. Best bet for me, uh, Blackhawks Flames over six. Uh, I like that one quite a bit uh, in this one. I think we'll see goals both ways. Five straight meetings over the total. No telling if Markstrom is going to be dialed in and re- and playing his best he certainly wasn't uh before uh his in his recent starts before his little uh hiatus uh we'll see how he fares tonight i certainly think calgary will have their success finding the back of the net here tonight so chicago calgary over six uh in this one minus 115 for my best bet for this thursday nhl card that'll wrap it up for this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us hit the like button on the way out a reminder uh, tomorrow, by the way, we've got, I think, Jimmy joining us for his usual Friday uh, uh, guest spot. And we have Nate Rapensky joining us tomorrow uh, as well on Friday. And he's going to be joining us every two Fridays moving forward. So good stuff there. We've had Nate before on the show from Minnesota, of course, as well, uh, living there like Alex is right now. Uh, Nate will be joining us tomorrow for sure. And I think Jimmy, but we'll get confirmation before tomorrow. But nevertheless, join us tomorrow. We'll be back. And we've got a bigger Friday card than normal tomorrow. So make sure you join us. Uh, More games than normal on a Friday. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, 
Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great uh, Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.